0: Welcome to Taiwan Talk on ICRT-FM100, I'm Ryan Drilsmer. Starting this week, ICRT and the European Chamber of Commerce Taiwan are joining forces for a series of talks looking at environmental issues facing the country. As a starting point over the next half year, once a month Taiwan Talk will delve into the challenges of renewable energy with an eye on sustainability, cutting Taiwan's carbon footprint and pollution reduction. We kick off the series this week because this Thursday is Earth Day, an international movement to promote environmental protection. And we're starting with a general overview of Taiwan's energy situation. Now, as neighbouring countries, Japan and Korea have pledged to go carbon neutral by 2050, questions arise about if Taiwan should be looking to do the same, or if this would even be feasible for the country. A DPP legislator actually introduced a legislative bill late last year, pushing for net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. But big changes are always going to receive pushback, especially on the energy front, and efforts to curb Taiwan's use of nuclear power, for example, receive condemnation from both the opposition and public via a referendum in 2018. And another referendum will take place this year on whether an abandoned nuclear plant should be revived. Meanwhile, major private corporations have pledged to use 100% renewable energy generated by the likes of new wind farms and solar panel projects. But groups are concerned these new establishments could impact their livelihoods. While all this is going on, should businesses and citizens also be looking to reduce their energy consumption? Would saving energy wasted make zero greenhouse gas emissions a more attainable goal? For a nuanced view of Taiwan's current energy dilemma and path towards a greener future, we spoke to Professor Jiang Jian Le Ren of National Chenggong University's Electrical Engineering Department. Dr. Jiang Jian, thank you for talking to us today. So, taking into account Taiwan's small size but relatively large population, as well as its abundance of high-tech industries... What energy challenges does the country face, both for residents and for industries?
1: Let me give you a rough overview of the energy situation in Taiwan. In in 2019, the total energy supply in Taiwan was about 148 million kiloliters of the oil equivalent, of which imported energy accounted for about 98%, and the indigenous energy contributed is only for 2%. As you can see, there is a very high percentage come from outside. For the sake of the energy security, we need to increase the energy supply from our home net. The fossil fuels are not only used for the electric power generation, but also used for transportation, heating, industry manufacturing.
0: So energy security is a big concern for Taiwan, as you just said, and any volatility in major oil-producing countries would be an undeniable risk to Taiwan's energy supply. Now, the country could certainly avert this by producing more of its own energy, right?
1: Well, if the government made the supporting measures properly, that would be feasible. For example, we need to increase the renewable power generation Accompanied by a new gas fired power plant. Because the gas fired power plants are more flexible to adjust the power output in response to the renewable intermittency.
0: As of 2015, 19% of Taiwan's electricity generation was done by nuclear power. But Tai wens administration has pledged to phase out nuclear power by 2025. Do you think this is feasible?
1: I think. It will depend, because some countries, they have a very good geographical site to store the nuclear waste disposal. But Taiwan is not a good place to store that kind of the nuclear waste disposal. So it will be a very big problem for Taiwan to retire the nuclear power plant, because the population is so crowded. If there is the accident happen, I think the, the area for the escape circle is not that good enough for people to run away.
0: But the government has expressed a desire to move towards using more green energy. Do you think this pathway presents too many challenges?
1: The most challenging thing to use the green energy is its intermittency and its dependence on the weather. So we need to prepare enough so called flexible power source. Like I said before, the gas-fired power plant, or the battery energy storage system, and the demand-side management.
0: But is gas-fire a kind of green energy?
1: Well, it's not so green, but uh, it can remove a lot of the bad materials, like the PM2.5. So it's, it is cleaner, relatively.
0: Okay. Um, But if Taiwan wanted to use a source that was considered green, for example, Taiwan has a lot of geothermal activity. Mm -hmm. Is there room for geothermal energy generation?
1: I think it's possible. Taiwan has that potential. But uh, right now, I don't see a lot of progress on that geothermal generation.
0: What about challenges to green energy initiatives from society?
1: Well, there are some misunderstandings as a lack of the experience on some environmental impacts. For example, the rumor saying that the solar cell is poisonous or the use of the chemical detergent for cleaning. Actually, we can prevent from that. So I think it's very important to educate people and let people know the correct information. And we need to do a thorough, comprehensive study on the environmental impact. That's for sure.
0: Hydropower is one form of energy generation that played a major role here in the past. Why did Taiwan move away from that?
1: Well, large hydropower plant setup needs to have a reservoir that usually have environmental impact. And the other problem is most of the potential locations are already developed. So what would be the next solution for that? Actually... Right now, the government is promoting the small hydropower that is in store in the run waterway of the farm field. I think that is a good approach.
0: Tsai Ingwen named solar energy as one of the administration's priorities and a good clean way to generate energy here. But with solar generation, what happens when it's not sunny? Can energy be stored in batteries?
1: Sure. Um, the pump storage hydropower plant is a very good storage system to store the excessive wind power or solar power. And the battery energy storage we are using now is also a good option. Now the price of the battery energy storage is getting lower and lower. So the potential of the application is very high. Besides, you can consider that electric cars are the other form of the battery storage in the future.
0: If we were to use more battery storage, however, would this create problems for safety and disposal?
1: Sure, that would be a future problem. So we need to be careful about this situation and do more research on it.
0: Okay. Do you think consumers need to look at ways to save energy and reduce usage instead of just finding ways to generate more?
1: Yes, you are right. Now, we are promoting the so called loading order. What is the loading order? The loading order means there is a priority order for the energy usage and the supply. The first priority is to consider the energy efficiency and the demand response. Then, use the renewable source of power as the second. Finally, use the clean and efficient fossil fuel generation. That's our
0: plan. How can people and businesses? reduce energy use in everyday life. For example, if you're walking through the city, you might see buildings uh, with doors wide open in the middle of summer with the AC in use. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, actually. I think it is possible to change the consumer's habit. For example, because our electric bill is very low, there is no feasibility of the rate of change in respect to the time change, if the, the rate can be adapted to the time and, the use, and the, according to the usage of the electricity, then the people would have a high interest to save the energy. But right now, because our use of rate is fixed, so no one cares about this situation.
0: So changing how energy is built might encourage people to save more. That's right. Okay. In conclusion, what should people, industries, and the government do to meet the energy challenges we'll face in the future?
1: Well, I think the government needs to have a comprehensive, integrated resource planning, which we call the IRP. This IRP takes into account all the possibilities from the supply and the demand sides. Let people and the industry know the pros and the cons. I mean, what are the solutions we have and what are the impacts we will face if we pick one specific option? For example, what uh, problem would we face if we pick nuclear as the option? The government takes the feedback from the people and adjusts the plan until three parties have a common agreement. I mean, the three party means the government, people, and the industries.
0: Okay, Dr. Jiang Jian, thank you for your insight into the topic today.
1: Sure, it's my pleasure.
0: Dr. Jiang Jian is a professor in the Electrical Engineering Department of National Chungong University. And this podcast was produced in collaboration with the European Chamber of Commerce Taiwan's Low Carbon Initiative. And thank you again for listening to Taiwan Talk. Don't forget to check in next week for another new episode. Hi, I'm Ryan Drilsmer. And I'm Trevor Tordomasi, And we're the co-hosts of Taiwan Talk. You can catch our show on ICRT every Monday during the 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. newscasts. Or you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, SoundOn, or wherever you might usually find podcasts. New episodes are uploaded every Monday night. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with a new guest.